Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome to episode 120 of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I am your host, Annie Wales, and uh, today we're going to preview all of the WrestleMania card, but in a true WWE style, too true WWE fashion. This card is subject to change, so instead we're going to review Fastlane, <laughs> and I'm joined by <laughs> my... my uh, my uh, not my not my core bestie because I, I wouldn't do that to you, guy. My audio tag team partner, Mister Guy Drinkle, guy. Um, the the card is subject to change, but not that much change. It is still you and I. Yeah, yeah. There's no late sub where it's some some other random person from the northeast joining joining you and. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a that was a strange pay per view. Uh, I think the change is well. One of the changes made it more interesting, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just, I've got to be honest, for me, it was like watching another episode of Raw forward slash SmackDown, except with more matches. Um, I think that's a tad harsh. I think um, some of it was really bad. We know this. Some of it was bad. But I thought the highs were were definitely of pay-per-view quality. I mean, uh, I mean we're obviously going to go for each, each match, but the two tag... No, the two tag team matches. The Raw tag team match was good. Um, the the yeah, US I... title match was good, and the WWE title match was good, and the Shield match was good. So I think that there's four, there's four good matches at least. Yeah, there was, there was some good stuff. There was some downright terrible stuff. And there was some Mandy. weird stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and there was just like, what's going on? That you know, we 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 preview a card, you know, they put a card. This is what you're getting, and you switch on, and you're not getting that. We we're going to change it around a bit, and we're going to do some segments that you normally see on TV, and then we're going to have Elias out in the ring every so often to do commentary, which mm. is like, I now in itself, I don't mind. Because what he did, for me, it's it's perfectly suited to to Raw or SmackDown. In in fact, do that. You know, use him like that on Raw or SmackDown. I've heard it mentioned as uh, use described as um, uh, 
you know, like um, a Greek kind of thing where he's you know, he's making these Narrator. comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that actually, yeah, that, that does make sense. But not at a pay-per-view for me, not at a pay-per-view. The, the pay-per-view has got to be different. That, that That is the reason why anybody would pay or, you know, come to see it or, or you know, tune in is because this is your payoff. This is where it's just matches. Your TV is where you get all your, your wacky stuff, all your promos and all your, you know, in pretty convoluted storylines and all that nonsense. This is, your pay-per-view is where you tune in to see the actual wrestling. So, uh, <clears throat> he did it well, but uh, it, it just, I don't know. Again, it kind of takes me out of it. It doesn't feel like a pay-per-view to me when I'm watching things like that. Well, I think that's a problem when it is WrestleMania season. I think these the pay-per-views between the Rumble and WrestleMania are there just to fill stories till WrestleMania. And I think that's kind of what that... Well, I, I understand what you're saying. It felt like a, a, a TV, uh, one of the TV shows, uh, especially with the Elias example. But I thought... It, I mean, adding the US title match or making the Andrade... Ray match into an actual match, thank God they did that, uh, and put that on the uh, main card to me shows that they were probably struggling to fill time, unless that was the plan all the time, but I mean, having Elias there, I thought they'd just use that to get some cheap heat, kill a bit of time, and then also kind of get the start of the Randy Orton age, I think, it was a bit random to do it that way, but I think it's just to do that, I think what they've done is, they've looked that WrestleMania is only four weeks away now, now three and a half weeks away whilst we're recording this on the Thursday and thinking, okay, we have no stories for all these matches that we need to add in now. So I think they'd kind of just use this pay-per-view in in that certain way. And also the Kofi stuff, I mean, he's obviously over, so they're going to use that as a story anyway. But I think I think it was kind of needed in this pay-per-view. I get what you're saying, that the pay-per-view, should, it shouldn't have all the nonsense in between matches. But I think when it's WrestleMania season, Fair enough, especially when they've left it all to the last minute as usual. Yeah, I just I don't like this reliance on backstage stuff and whatnot for for furthering storylines. You know that 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 for me the idea is you you build a storyline, you get to a pay per view, you you get in the you get in the ring and the storytelling in the ring and from that storytelling in the ring and the outcome. That is what furthers your storylines. You know, there's plenty of time. You know, for God's sakes, they've got over five hours a week of television to further storylines in some fashion. And then they wait until a pre-show to do things like, I mean, the other thing is, how many people actually watch the pre-show? You know, <laughs> how many people do watch that? And then instead, oh, like, so the crowd, and, and then you, you look and you go, huh, how come we've got a fatal four-way? What's going on? This I didn't know that. Why are they here? What's going on? What? Why are we having this match? What's What's happened here? And it's oh, it's mm. it's just it just it's for me it just kind of it, it smacks of everything's been done last minute. There's no, you know, definitive plan. That they're not entirely sure on where they're going with everything. You know, because the focus is so much on a handful maybe three, four storylines that everything else is almost forgotten about until the last minute. And then they just decide, um, oh yeah, right. We'll do this then. <laughs> hey, mm. what, what, what match have we got tonight? What? Oh no, I don't like that. Let's change it. Um, how are we going to do that? 
Um, whew, I don't know. Uh, Carmella can do a petition. There we go. Sorted. <laughs> Job done. <clears throat> uh, anyway, right, let's let's crack the card down, shall we? Um, so on the pre-show, it wasn't um, Andrade Cien Almas against Rey Mysterio. That never actually happened. Uh, instead, we got the new day of Big E and Xavier Woods against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Um, the new day went over. Didn't watch the match. I'll be honest with you. This is quite sad. Just how. You know how how Rusev is tumbling back down again, and just incredible to think how far Shinsuke's fallen and how badly they've handled him since he came over from NXT as this white hot property. Yeah, that's the main takeaway from it. Really, I didn't watch the match either, so I can't really comment on it. It's probably meh anyway. I mean, it's only thirteen minutes looking at Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, I mean the two the heel tag team. I mean Rusev. Uh, what, six months ago? Maybe a year ago? He was probably the most over person in the company. <laughs> that's, that's saying something. Considering John Cena was still about then. Uh, Roman Reigns was properly in uh, in the roster then. Obviously, he's back now, thankfully. But, I mean, Rusev was the hottest, pro- hottest um, act in the company. And now he's on a pre-show in a random tag team, losing to the New Day, who, I mean... They're obviously going to be part of a bigger story to, with uh, the weeks to come. But, yeah, great stuff. And as you said, Shinsuke, I think it's fair to say but he's not been at the same level he was at NXT um, since he's came up. But he's not really had... I mean, the first year, he didn't really get an opportunity to. Then he won the Royal Rumble. And then since then, it's just been terrible, really. Yeah. The, AJ Styles feud, he didn't get the title that hurt him. Got the US title, wasn't on TV till he lost it to, I can't remember who he lost it. Did he lose it to R-Truth? Yeah, he did. Um, Which speaks volumes. So he's, he's just, he's not really had, I mean, he had the biggest opportunity, I suppose, at WrestleMania that he could potentially get. Didn't do that. Then he got better. Then he was just kind of left there to just yeah. die in, in, in public, really. So yeah, I mean them two. You just got to think what was really and make Rusev splitting with Aiden English now is really looking like a stupid ass idea. And who yeah. who, who said that back Most then? Definitely. Who Most said def- that back then? <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Um, you can see Rusev getting fed up at some point and going, you know what? Mm. Just give me my release. Uh, and and I'm sure there'll be a few handful of others going. You know what? Just give me my release. There's a pretty exciting, hot thing happening somewhere else where I'll probably get showcased more. But, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura was the the Royal Rumble winner last year. He was going into um, a a WWE title match. Uh, But I think that, I mean, it's a common thing what we've spoken about many times is is they make a terrible job of any NXT call-ups as a whole. Uh, and clearly, none of Creative or Vince actually watch NXT because they don't seem to know what they're about whatsoever. And it is—it's such a waste. It really is such a waste. And and I think the the die was cast when he first came up, and his first thing he had to do was work with Dolph Ziggler. And that's not you know 
a thing against Dolph Ziggler because he is very good. It's not but even Dolph the Ziggler, rejuvenated Dolph Ziggler. That no, we saw. It, Dolph yeah. Ziggler was cold as hell back then, and he had to have 50-50 matches with Dolph Ziggler. And it's just like, yeah, right from the off, people were thought, all right, big deal. Nah, it can't be that big a deal. And it just, anyway, anyway. <clears throat> so first match on the um, on the full card, the Usos defending the. SmackDown tag team titles against The Miz and Shane McMahon. Um, and hey-ho, guy. <laughs> what we've been talking about for some time is definitely going to happen, perhaps not quite in the manner. Um, or was it you that predicted Shane would turn? Because uh, for me, the match was just the match. It was, yeah, it was nothing. But the turn, the Shane McMahon turn, uh, I've got to say, I chuckled. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was proper funny. I mean, him getting the Miz in a triangle cold or whatever, triangle choke or whatever it was on the floor in front of his dad. I was, I was genuinely giggling. It was. It just looked so awkward and so funny. Oh, and then on, on SmackDown, I know you're kind of watching it and I've been watching it in the background, uh, Andy. Uh, I mean, his first promo. He's trying to be intimidating when he's simply just adorable. It's so funny. I, I call him adorable. He is, well, he's adorable. I certainly wouldn't call him intimidating. He's, um, he's adorable. I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... He's an out-of-breath puppy. Yeah. You mean, you look at Stephanie McMahon, you, like, if you were, you'd be scared of her. If it was Shane McMahon, you'd just be like, oh, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> What's he going to do? He's got no stock. Um... <laughs> but yeah, they were the best punches he's thrown in in um, ever. I've got to say that they at least they looked somewhat real. Uh, I mean, that's not hard <laughs> compared with other ones, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got the turn we all knew was happening. Um, I expected it to be Shane, just because I mean, a Miz one would be pointless at this stage. Um, the match itself, not that. Bad, but not that good. Um, one spot was pretty excellent with Shane intercepting the splash, which was quite cool. Um, but yeah, after that, um, no one's really asked either about Shane McMahon v The Miz. Not really. Well, this no. is the thing as well, though, is The Miz, the Miz and Shane McMahon, at least... I, I thought... I mean, I, I thought it, probably, it might be The Miz turning on Shane. You, you said... It, you thought it probably would be the other way, Shane turning on Miz. It, I suppose it makes it more interesting that they've, you know, mixed it up a bit with Shane being the heel. But Miz is a terrible babyface. Mm. He's an absolutely terrible babyface. His in-ring work is, you know, much of a muchness. Hey, he He's good in triple. He could do a springboard. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say, look, he, he's really good in triple threat matches. His one-on-one -on -one matches are not great. His as a babyface, he's awful. He is like your vanilla, stereotypical, manufactured babyface that the, when they're green as hell and they're sent out to go and shout, yeah, the crowd and things like that. When on the first few weeks, that's what he's like as a babyface. Is awful. As a heel, he can deliver a promo really well, and and it and I think he delivered them to a point where it became cool that people cheered him, just because. He was a heel delivering, you know, good heel promos. So 
as a baby face and as Shane as a heel, but Shane's, you know, big move is a baby face type move. So you've got, I don't know, the di- the whole dynamic of it, the whole thing going on. I couldn't care less about watching the match. And mm. what about you? What's the term we use every time there's a bad match on a pair for you, Andy? Oh, piss break. Yes, and that's what this is. <laughs> this is what this is. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see the point of it. Like, Chain's obviously an easy crowd pleaser, but he's being a heel to get the Miz yeah. over, who, as you say, is... I like the Miz. I think... He's a very good heel, as you said. I know you're not as big as big as an, big on him as I am, um, but yeah, as a face, he's just cliche is probably the best word. He just got like it's like easy pops and stuff like that that he does, and he doesn't seem it just doesn't it doesn't work for more than yeah. It's couple, not natural. Yeah, it doesn't work for more than a couple of weeks, and when you get when you get those dead crowds, that's when you suffer. Because, like, obviously this, these last couple of shows, I think they've been in his home town or state or whatever, so it's easy there. But when you're going to that crowd where the NXT people debuted on, I mean, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold and The Rock couldn't get that crowd up, I suppose. But, yeah, you get what I mean. It's When when he's out of perfect situation, that's when you got a real test of a, a, someone getting over. And that, I think that's where he suffers as a face. And, yeah, I mean, I'll obviously watch it, but I'm not expecting anything, and I just I don't really care. I, I don't no. care. I mean, even, well, no, I, Shane I, I, anyone, one, I don't care. Yeah, here's one for you. Here's one for you, Guy. I don't think his dad cared either. <laughs> his dad's <laughs> got to be the worst actor in history because Shane McMahon is beating the absolute crap out of his son. He's just stood there watching with, like, a blank face, like, huh, huh? Like, <clears throat> I mean, obviously he knows he'll know coming to it. Coming into it, look, this is this is what's going to happen. Surely the, the they've asked him, look, can you at least pretend that you look really concerned, <laughs> or even like maybe try and like climb over the barrier, you know, and we'll have security stop you, you know, hold you back. He would look like, oh yeah, oh you're beating your crap out of my son. Yeah, you, you what you think that's going to bother me? <laughs> it's like. Oh my word! <clears throat> he couldn't even get a part on one of Mrs. movies. That's how bad he is. Mm, don't know about that. <laughs> maybe, maybe some part. Of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not great acting. Maybe that's the story that his dad doesn't care. That's where it started. Oh, right, yeah. That's where it started from. He's like, I don't give a shit, mate. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> so Mrs. Dad's going to turn on Miz as well. <laughs> yeah, tag team Shane McMahon and Mr. Miz. Oh, God. The, the I don't care. It's the I don't care feud. V. Miz and Vince. <laughs> Dear me. Oh, God, I'd watch that. I'd watch that yeah. match. <laughs> now, up next was where you probably should have gone to the toilet. Asker defeating Mandy Rose. I did. Um, This was terrible um mandy rose cannot <laughs> wrestle her on a pay-per-view it, not in a one-on-one match this, this was just awful and the whole thing with the the ring apron uh whoever came up with that idea honestly just fire them because it looked ridiculous yeah i mean 
I think we had a discussion in our WhatsApp group about Asuka. Nobody really cares um, about her, and not many people care in that in the WhatsApp group. And what what can what can she do? I mean, what, she she's working with someone who shouldn't be on TV. She she is basically she's better than Eva Marie was, but she's got that gimmick. That's the point of it. And now they're going to split her and Sonya Deville and have a feud looking like what happens on TV and obviously the end of this match. That's going to be the point, most pointless feud ever. Yeah. And you've got and it's Asuka not a feud working that you with that. put on WrestleMania. Oh, God, no. No, God, no. But you've got Asuka working with someone who can't be on TV, and if they're expecting her to carry her through that, what what, what is the point? What's the point in giving her the title? I mean, her plans at WrestleMania, I mean, the rumour is that she's going to fight Lacey Evans, whose gimmick is... Interrupt match, interrupt Elias, and walk down. Now, the would L- would Lacey Evans actually get in the ring though? Because I thought all I've ever seen uh, this ridiculous thing that they've done with Lacey Evans is she just walks out, turns around, and walks back. Well, that, that, if if they don't think if she if they think she's too green to do matches on Raw and SmackDown, why call her up? Well, yeah, why why is she called up? I mean, there was hints that on Twitter that she was going to feud with Natalia, which doesn't seem to be happening. Anymore, as you know what's happening with the stupid uh, tag team crap. Um, so, I mean, if they're going to whack her straight in at WrestleMania against Asuka and then Asuka's going to drop the title, what, what's the point? Asuka had a great match at Royal Rumble to win, uh, to keep the title back then. And then you screwed yeah. up, then you buggered off both the only good other talents on that show to Raw. And, I mean, you've still got Naomi there, which probably it'd be better than, yeah. it'd be better well, than it'd be better than Mandy Rose but it'd still be yeah. shit but the, the thing is there's just there's not it's, there's almost nothing for her to work with and that yeah, yeah. that's the thing there is a as an exceptional worker that you, you you'd seen in NXT could be very very impactful but they're doing nothing mm. i mean the only way you can fix it for her is if you do NXT calls up Got call ups because there's nothing, and I mean proper call ups, not fucking Lacey Evans who wasn't even on NXT that much. Who <laughs> wasn't even a player down there. Um, yeah, it's it's just a shame because I really like Asuka and obviously she's never going to deliver. She's never she can never really be in the the amount of story that the Raw Women's Tag Team is because she's not a native English speaker and stuff like that. But she can put on a bit as good a match or even a better match than most of the other women in in the company. I mean, she, as a worker, she's up there with all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's another. Well, it's just waste. Man. Yeah, it's another waste. Another, another waste. Um, then we got the bar. Oh, um, defeating hell. Kofi Kingston, beating down Kofi Kingston in a handicap match. Um, with this bizarre thing, of Kofi had gone a backstage, had to go and see Vince McMahon. And then said, "Yeah, there'll be a triple threat match for the, you know, the, for the WWE Championship. That's now a triple threat match, and uh, the triple, th- and he's got to get out there right now. And then we get this, and it's like, at this point, I was like, okay, so Kofi Kingston is fighting for the title at WrestleMania, and he's going over. <laughs> yeah, but but it just, I don't know." It's, it just seems weird to me, Guy. It just kind of still feels weird that that they, on on a whim, they're now deciding, it seems it's seemingly they're going to decide to pull the trigger on something, 
yet how many times they've had the opportunity to pull the trigger on people and not taken it. Like you say, with Shinsuke, with the, the thing with with uh, with AJ, you know, you think it probably would have made sense at some point there. Even or with Samoa Joe, with AJ, you know, they, they really should have pulled the trigger at some point. Big one, of course, <laughs> being with Braun Strowman twice, they could have pulled the trigger with mm. him. They decide not to, and and yet, you know, with stuff that they've actually built towards, this has just kind of happened on a kind of whim and then we get all it and it's just i don't know it just feels a bit kind of weird life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, I mean, the booked Kofi strongly in one match, in a gauntlet match, and then he's been over since. I mean, if it's that easy to get someone over and they want to make a star, just do a gauntlet match from now on and make him pretty much win it, coming from first. I mean, yeah, obviously in fairness. Yeah, yeah I know. Obviously, in fairness, look, Kofi's been around a long time. Fans do like him. They recognise mm. the fact that he's a really good worker, and, and he is. He puts on some... You know, fantastic matches at times. You know, he's given so many of them fun moments in the Royal Rumble and everything like that. Look, you know, he's had a good career. I'll be honest, I I don't think he's a main eventer, though. Well, they, I, they I, missed I, the chance back in the day. Yeah. I mean, they could have made a main eventer, but now... I mean, it's it's great and it's fun, but to get Kofi over, they've used Kevin Owens, who... Yeah, well, then that's something that we've... Class. Sorry. Well, we were going to talk about the WWE title yeah. match later. Because, yeah. I mean, look, the the bar beating Kofi, yeah, it's, it's just a beat I down. I forgot to talk about so the, the actual match. So, yeah, so the <laughs> WWE title match, it became a triple threat. So Daniel Bryan taking on Kevin Owens and added in Mustafa Ali. So in in the process of uh, going on a whim and, and going running with Kofi, they have absolutely... <laughs> Destroyed the comeback of Kevin Owens because he's now like um, an afterthought. Yeah, it just like why? What was the point in that? That that was that that was such a bad move. 
that was just such a bad call. Um, to bring KO into the title, they either needed to have done Kofi first, got this bit out of the way, and then KO comes in as part of the WrestleMania build, or just do something different because the way, but the way they've done it is awful. And Mustafa Ali as well. You're thinking this, you know, he'd been getting over on TV. People were enjoying him. He had been putting on some good matches. The stuff he did with Samoa Joe as well. Then they threw him in as this, and I really felt for him because he wasn't Kofi. And he was that third person in the match who wasn't Kofi. And the fans, uh, like I said, you know, we mentioned this before. They're going to turn. Uh, and and you heard the reaction, you know, and, and you feel for him. It's not his fault. There's nothing he's done. It's just really stupid booking that has now hurt Mustafa Ali. Well, the, it, the thing is, this was an excellent match. This was probably the best match of the night for me. And the crowd, well, not rightfully, but they spoiled it because of stupid decisions from behind. And the three talents in the ring put on, not the best match they possibly could, but in terms of the circumstances, they put on an absolutely great match. I mean, probably... Yeah, I've got to say, guys, that they put on a really good match. Yeah. And you say, like, the crowd spoiled it, but that's not the crowd's fault. For me, yeah. that is the booking. The, yeah. the, the booking, the way that they've booked it, the way that they've built the storyline was almost inviting the crowd to do this. You know, it's very predictable that this is what would happen. So what's going on in the ring in an excellent match with these three guys is almost inconsequential because of the storyline that they've built towards. And it's mm. like, it's just, and in which, which you could, you could take, but if it wasn't, Destroying, you know, or, or damaging, I should say, damaging the career of a, of a young up and comer who's been impressing and starting to get over with fans in Mustafa Ali, and the comeback of a main event talent like Kevin Owens, and it's just ruining, absolutely ruining that comeback. It's just the, it's just short, so short sighted in the way that they've put this together. I feel. You know, they've hurt people along the way. They could easily have used other people who were already around who it doesn't damage and it doesn't do anything to. There are other people they could have used in that role, I believe. We could have actually used a heel and got them heat, <laughs> which would have probably worked, uh, rather than someone who you'd push in as a face. And... Yeah, well, there's one, yeah, Randy Orton. Imagine mm. he'd have been put into that match, you know, and That's it's a, a triple shout. threat, so there's no... It's a triple threat, so there's there's no disqualifications. AJ Styles out, bump. You know, yeah. takes care of Randy Orton. That, that builds that up their thing. That would have helped confirm Kevin Owens as a face as well, because he would have been the only face in the match. Um, I like the Randy Orton shout. Obviously, it could have been a better way to build the AJ Styles thing than they did. Um, and yeah, I mean, as we said, the match was class. If we just look at the match itself, it was class. But the absolute damage it's done to two... I'm not sure what Mustafa Ali can do. I know he's a class talent. He can do mint matches, as we've, as we've been saying with this one. Not sure if he can get over enough to get into the main event. But we we thought Joe v Mustafa Ali for a mid-card title would be good at Mania. And I still think that would be a good match. Um, it would. It would have before this. Now yeah. I worry because Mustafa Ali... I think this has hurt him, mm. and and he's he's still relatively inexperienced in terms of connecting with the crowd. 
And this crowd see him as like, uh, you know, that that guy. And I do, I think it's damaged him. It it Mm. was just, it was so necessary to put him in that match and put him in that position. That's... Thing is, Andy, because you haven't watched SmackDown, I'm I'm going to spoil the ending for you here. So I'm I'm sure you don't care. But next week on SmackDown, we're getting Kofi in another gauntlet match against all the heels in the company, pretty much. So he's... Obviously going to win that. Yeah, so he's the manufactured Daniel Bryan of about five, about four yeah. or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So he's <clears> going <throat> to win that, and he, I think it was. So he's going to beat Randy Orton. So maybe there'll be some hijinks with AJ Styles. Samoa Joe, they'll probably add something else in there. I think it was The Bar, and then it might have been someone else, but I might be wrong there. Might have been. I can't remember who it was, but I think there was a, there was at least a good few people in there. So if if we are going to get Kofi at WrestleMania, he's going to he's going to have ruined. Not no. This sounds like I'm blaming Kofi, but the booking's going to have misused Kevin Owens, who, as we said, I mean, he could still be in the WrestleMania triple. They could make it a triple threat with Kevin Owens, but we can't. He'd be the third wheel in that. They've ruined. They've. De- derailed Mustafa Ali, shall we say? And if he beats all these, he's going to ruin the bar, who are one of the best tag teams in the company. Randy Orton's going to be fighting AJ Styles, so I imagine that'll be dodgy. And your new US champion? How does that work? Mm. That's just stupid. <clears throat> Very stupid. Yeah, uh, for me, it's the the way they're going about it is not the best. Um. Anyway, moving on to. The women's tag team ta- uh, championships. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boss and hook connection. They, the, did you see that backstage promo they did? Oh my word! Um, which one was it on the TV? one that was written on the back of a postcard that they retorted word for word? Was with, it on the pay per view or the TV? Uh, oh, it was on pay per view with oh, zero believability. It was awful. Asking anyway, <laughs> they they um. They overcame the challenge of the big lasses. Yeah. And the big lasses were pretty bad. Um, they were dropping people. And yeah, it, this was seven minutes of um, put your hands over your eyes. It was pretty, pretty terrible. Yeah, it was. Fucking hell, it was so bad. Um, thankfully, the faces won. The big lasses are now going to feud with Natalia and Beth Phoenix. So that's them into mid-card obscurity. That's um, um, Beth Phoenix getting yeah. injured. <laughs> let's let's hope um, Sasha and Bailey get to uh, battle with something like the Sky Pirates at, uh, at Mania, because that would be a tremendous match, and yeah. at least at least showcase the uh, the women's tag team titles for. You know, in a positive light rather than mm. this botch seven minutes of botchamania. Thing is, if it's so. not if it's not them, who who gonna be <laughs> the icon- yeah. the iconics? It'll probably end up just being like a, a fatal four way yeah, team or something. I, I, I imagine I can very much see that. Yeah. yeah, team from SmackDown, team from Raw, team from NXT. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, probably. Um, the Raw tag team title match, on the other hand. This triple threat match between the revival, um, <laughs> Alistair Black and Ricochet, and Bobby Roode and little Bobby Roode, Chad Roode. <laughs> <clears throat> this was 
Excellent. It was only 10 minutes. I was surprised at that. I thought it was a bit longer than that. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. This was a breath of fresh air to, to have a cracking tag team title match on the on the card again. Yeah, especially on the Raw side. Um, we've not had that in, the in, well, probably since the Shield and Drew and that were involved. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It was a bloody excellent match. Um, I, I think we both predicted the Revival would win as soon as we made a triple threat match because it's an easy way to keep them in with the championships. And, yeah, I mean, it was anything other than a safe decision. Um, I think it helped get... Um, the two new lads over. I'm, I'm not sure if they've got a crappy team name. We'll we'll have to think of one there. <laughs> Kick and flip or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The the revival are no no flips, just fists. Yeah. So they could be yeah flips and kicks. Yeah, yeah. That sounds the right level of awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it helped. The, it helped get them over. And I mean, we saw the we saw the early stages of the uh, heel turn between them and. Um, it, I quite like it, and if them two, if them, the uh, mini me and Doctor Evil feud. Yeah, yeah, the they, yeah, they'll th- be quite if the good. Um, if the Rue twins get uh, what, what we've got the Hardy boys who are now the Hardy chaps because they're not really boys <laughs> anymore. Um, what 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 would these two be? <laughs> the Rude boys. Oh God. <laughs> the Rude boys. Oh God. <laughs> sounds like a terrible rap group <laughs> oh but <clears throat> yeah I think if these two look if if Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are turning heel I think that's a smart move it gives them a, a little bit of something to add to them as a team I, I just really enjoyed this but I've got to say guy I thought the the end you know the finish that they put together for this match was tremendous mm. just it was it was in the little. It was in the. The devil was in the detail for me. That ricochet dive over the over the ring post was just something else. But you actually heard Gable slap him, you know, to make the tag as he went past, which was, you know, so perfectly executed. And then we get the shatter machine. <clears throat> just absolutely brilliant. I I loved that finish. Yeah, I agree. The finish was uh, excellent in this match. It was, uh, it was near on perfect. It was the jump over that we've seen Ricochet do that in other matches, and to combine it with a tag from um, Gable, I was going to call him Mini Me, <laughs> uh, from Gable, and yeah, it just worked in perfectly with uh, the sh- the shatter machine. I think it was the perfect way for the revival to win. Um, and I'm not sure where they go from this. Unless they're going to have just a normal tag team match with um, kick and flip, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad they kept the titles. Um, I think they didn't deserve to have one of the shittest title runs ever. Probably worse than the B team. So now we can see them hopefully get a decent 15 minute match at WrestleMania. And we've seen with the revival. I mean, if they imagine if they open WrestleMania not in the pre-show. Uh, imagine if they open um, WrestleMania with well, we've seen in the past five-star matches with, with the correct talent. So if we say if we see the Revival v. Kick and Flip at WrestleMania, or as we speculated earlier on, the Revival v. The Usos, which probably won't be, but that would be kind of cool. If we see, um, well, the Revival v. Anyone open WrestleMania, that, I think that would be perfect situation, really. I doubt it'll happen, but 
yeah, this is this was a good match to reintroduce the Raw Tag Team Division because, as we've said, it suffered for months. Yeah, it has. Uh, anyway, nice, nice to be able to talk about positive. Uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, uh, pretty much what we expected, wasn't it? I mean, you, you said, didn't you? You thought not that shit, <laughs> not that point. <laughs> no, all right, yeah, maybe not that badly done, but you you thought we would um, we would get. Ronda turn up, interfere, and that's how we get the finish. Um, yeah, not just a punch, disqualification match done. Um, yeah, eight and a half minutes. Oh, sorry, no, no, nearly nine minutes. Um, they're really they're still playing on the Becky Lynch injury. I don't know how long they can keep going with that one, but. Uh, I've, I've got to say, Guy, I, I half expected her to just kind of throw the crutch and uh, go, hey, it was all a ruse, I'm okay, and then beat her. <laughs> yeah, that would have probably that would have been better, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this was very, very bad. Um, I don't see the point why this took up 10 minutes. You could have added five minutes to the matches that were excellent or even more to the ones that were bad. And or, the or they could have just took 40 minutes off a, <clears throat> a three and three quarter hour pay-per-view that was weird and meaningless and had lots of TV segments in it. Yeah, true, true. But I mean, that the tag team match we just discussed in the US title match, if they got an extra five minute each, five minutes each-ish, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I yeah. wouldn't. No. And it just shows, you know, this pay-per-view ran for over three and a half hours and and you've got probably about an hour's worth of it did feel long, marginally didn't it? over an hour's worth of um of actual in-ring time so that probably kind of tells the story of this uh, pay-per-view yeah and again this wasn't really a match was it this was if anything a story segment. yeah it was just um, part of the angle which, yeah. which it look it is fine we can finally get on with that we we knew it was going to happen. Now we can get on with it. Let's build it. It's been fun. It's the main event. Mm. Um, all that leaves then <coughs> is, um, uh, and I chuckle at the thought of this anyway, is Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. Oh, so God. we've got the charisma vacuum and and Drew McIntyre taking on, for the last time ever, the Shield, which features Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and for the last time ever. Dean Ambrose because Dean Ambrose for the last time ever is part of the shield for the last time ever because Dean Ambrose is leaving. Uh, and if you didn't know wink, Dean wink. Ambrose is leaving, um, guy, Dean Ambrose is leaving um, and he's going to be leaving soon. So Dean Ambrose is leaving. So, um, yeah. Uh, and now after they hammered me over the head with Dean Ambrose is leaving about 50 times throughout this match, I now believe that Dean Ambrose is not leaving. Yeah, he's definitely staying, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, did you did you hear the mention that Dean Ambrose is leaving? I know, I know. I, I mean, <laughs> there'll be a countdown next week. After, as soon as it's, it'll be a countdown on Raw. Um, Tw- yeah, twenty day, twenty one days to WrestleMania. Twenty three days till Dean Ambrose's contract expires. <laughs> Uh, 24 days oh. till he signs a new one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's look. That's a side note. The way that they've mentioned it so much. It tells, yeah, it tells us that they must have sorted it out, and yeah, he is now staying. Uh, but on the match itself, um, I, I've got to say, guy, welcome to a brand new experience. Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley involved in a really good match. 
First time for everything, last time for everything as well. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, last time ever. Yeah, last, last time, time ever, don't forget, because Dean Ambrose is leaving. Yeah. Last time for that, and last time for these two having a good match. <laughs> um, <laughs> that has to be the title of this, <laughs> this podcast, Dean yeah. Ambrose is leaving. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, this was this was a really good match. Um, it, it, was re- it was good considering who was on the other side, and... That that kind of speaks volume how good the Shield's been. We've seen them have great matches with the Wyatt family when they were actually, like, not shit. Um, that was good. We saw them with Evolution. We Actually, the Drew... Um, Drew Ziggler, Baron... Uh, not Baron. Um, Strowman stuff was a bit shit, but other than that, everything else has been pretty golden. Um, team Hell No back in the day. And this is probably the worst team they've come up against and it was a really good match. I mean a couple regurgitated spots, but that always happens. I mean Drew not Drew, um Seth jumping from like the hoardings over people. We've seen that before. But I don't really care that much. It was it was really fun. Um I think we both suspected it'd go on last. Um and yeah. It did it did go on last, didn't it? It did, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Brain fart. <laughs> it's all it's been a few days. <laughs> so for what quote unquote was for the last time ever the Shield. That's a big deal. The return of um, Roman Reigns obviously a big deal. So it totally made sense for it to go on last. And, and it was, and it was a really good ending for a pay per view. It was, um, yeah, it was it was thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable. And the thing is, the story continued on the Rock quite well, um, considering how good this match was. The kind of, I know Baron's still there in the background. Um, and they've kind of pushed um, Bobby Lashley. I don't know if we were going to do a TV roundup. Who is now the Intercontinental Champion again? Yeah, that's. Oh, I'm sure know. that's just a set up Finn, Finn winning the Intercontinental title back at um, at WrestleMania, which I'm fine with. Or if they haven't Tim do something else, <laughs> which is even better. Um, yeah, I mean that, that aside. I mean the way they continued it on Raw with Drew was perfect because now you've kind of got drew obviously barrett corbin's still there but drew looking like he's going to feud with roman reigns at wrestlemania yeah Ooh. is it or is or is is drew and, and roman reigns just to keep you um to keep you occupied over the next couple of weeks mm. and then at wrestlemania it's baron corbin against roman reigns because that is the match we were supposed to get wasn't it that'd suck ass though it would, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we see. You can't, you can't have Drew decapitate his mate and give you a concussion and then not have that at WrestleMania. Or that... we have a tag match. Oh, the fuck, fuck that. Roman, fuck Roman, that. and Dean Ambrose against um, Baron Corbin and uh, Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Oh, For the last time ever, because Drew, because um, Dean Ambrose is leaving. Oh. I mean, that's probably most likely. That's probably my least favourite option uh, because that wastes two and a half good talents uh, and puts it with Baron Corbin. Um, I mean, Baron Corbin shouldn't be on the WrestleMania card anyway. I mean, put him in the fucking Battle Royale, that's fine because that'll be on the pre-show anyway. But other than that, he shouldn't be on the card. So I'm going to be happy and say Drew v. Roman for at the minute, and then Dean's there in some somewhere, probably not having a match. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to say Drew v Roman at the minute, and then just fuck, just not even think about Baron till he ruins Raw next week for me. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, <clears throat> one match left on the card which we nearly forgot about. Somehow, <laughs> yeah, somehow because this was another quality match. Uh, Samoa Joe taking on Drade Cien Almas, taking on R Truth and Rey Mysterio. A fatal four way for the uh, the US title, so we didn't get Rey versus Andrade. Instead, we get this four way. Uh, uh, Joe retains. I, I like the way he retained. It was it was good. Uh, and another quality match. Just an opportunity to see that match on SmackDown again, which I can't complain about because I've enjoyed both of them four-way matches. Yeah, I mean, ec- excellent stuff, really. And um, I think we've said the US title was just... It's been horrendously booked for probably since the last time Miz had it, if I remember correctly. Um, and now, now it's getting some legitimacy. It, it's got a champion who's actually on TV... Great character, uh, the best character, I should say. And I mean, SmackDown just added to that. Um, and you've you've kind of put, I know it's consecutive and it's the same match. You've ensembled R Truth, who I mean, he's an okay worker and he's an interesting character, and he's it's easy to like. It's quite it's quite easy to like him because he just you can just tell he's mental. <laughs> That's obviously the way to go with him. But I mean, he's quite likable. Then you've got Andre Andrade V Ray, who've put on pretty much four four five star matches on TV for for weeks, and putting them two in with Joe and Truth, it just makes for a great great match. And um, again, I'm going to spoil SmackDown for you. Ray pin Joe um, in a tag team match. So it looks like we might get Ravy Joe WrestleMania, which nah. if they had Andrade in, that could be good. Um, well, uh, they, they they might even decide to add Mustafa Ali in, and we get a fatal five way. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably think Truth would be the one to fall out for well, cause obviously obvious reason. But I mean, if they do a fatal five way, I mean, these mad matches they're they're never really that memorable, but they're always. Always good fun, aren't they? So, I mean, if if they have another mad match, I mean, just even if it's, I mean, we've seen ladder matches before, haven't we? With that, if, if they do that with five or six people, fair enough. Um, so yeah, I mean, really good stuff. I mean, Joe, just I'm happy keeping Joe with the title forever. Me, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he adds something to that title, and yeah, who knows? Who knows what they do? But if they, they keep going somewhere roundabout with this. At least. It- it's fun to watch. So, mm. right, final thing before we go. Um, on Raw, we got... Um, and I, I I sent you a message about this, didn't I? Uh, because I said, look, I need to get some of uh, Batista's moisturiser. Because... <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, his face kind of uh, freaks me out a bit. <laughs> He's a 50-year-old man with a, with a 25-year-old face. But anyway, so um, we finally get... We what we got was a a fifty year old man beating up a seventy year old man in order to fight a forty nine year old man, yeah. and we're going to get it at WrestleMania. So we're going to get ninety nine years in the ring, um, which I don't know. Look, it sounded kind of funny that you know Triple H going, you beat up a seventy year old man, and it's like, yeah, if they were like in their thirties or their twenties, that would be really terrible. It's like, but he's fifty, you know, like. This is the thing. These are these are two fifty-year-olds, pretty much. It's like I don't know. It's just 
I'm sure I'm sure it'll be it'll get lots of attention and they'll get like about 45 minutes in the ring but yeah it, mm. I'm just I, I do I know I might be a broken record on this but we, I do wish to stop doing this kind of thing but um yeah yeah it, well we discussed it last week didn't we I mean I'm I'm all for it really I, I know I mean, I'd really love WrestleMania to be just a platform for the current talents and I mean, the way they've, they've not really built any new stars, I think they have to do this. And WrestleMania always is one that tries to get the casual audience as well. And outside the rock wrestling, your biggest multimedia star, other than like Stone Cold, but he's not going to wrestle, um, is probably Batista. I mean, obviously, Endgame, Marvel Endgame is the biggest film of the year. Fight me, if you would disagree with that. The, uh, yeah, that that's the biggest film of the year, if not the decade. Um, and... He's not the star of it, but you've got that easy crossover star. Um, yeah, there. I, I, it's, it's I, good. To, it's good to get the casual audience in. And yeah, it'll, I, I be, guess, it'll be fun at least. And yeah, I, I guess quite like that, the build. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was going to say, I, I guess in that it makes sense. Mm. And I yeah, think it'll be fun at the very least. I mean, yeah, Batista, as long as it doesn't go too long. That's yeah, the thing for me. If this is twenty minutes at an absolute maximum, it can still be fun. Or, or be, if it goes beyond that. I think it just kind of sucks the energy from the crowd. We don't want Brothers of Destruction v. Um, DX. That, that it, it cannot become that because then WrestleMania would be ruined. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if it's 20, 25 minutes, 30 at a maximum, considering Triple H has 10 minute entrances at WrestleMania. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it'll be fun. I'm quite liking the build. I know Batista fudged a couple of his lines, but I thought that was quite a. Re- I thought that was a really good segment. Other than that, and if anything, it just added to it. And it's not going to be week in week out. We'll probably not see Batista now till I don't know the home the go home show or the, the one before. The fact that it's no holds barred as well that'll make it more interesting. Um, and I mean Triple H. I mean, we said it when the whole Brothers of Destruction and the DX shit. He's the only one out of that group. And Kane, obviously, because well, he's dated, obviously not there anymore. And he's not part of this discussion, but Triple H was the one who could still go in that match. And Batista, I know he's a bit older now, but he's obviously in fit. He's he's in good shape and stuff for his movie career and, and, and all that jazz. So I imagine both of them can still go to a certain um, degree. And obviously, last time Batista was here, he had... After the initial stage of screwing up him coming back as a face, I thought it was really good in his last run, and I know that was a good couple of, few years ago now. But if if he can even recapture that, I think it'll be good, and I doubt he'll be a here from WrestleMania onwards. Yeah, um, it yeah. shouldn't be no. No, but I think it'll yeah. be good, and the build should be fun. And the, I think the most important thing is it'll get casual viewers. Yeah, that's fair enough. Anyway, that that uh, that's us out of time for this week. Um, and if you just in case you didn't know, Dean Ambrose is leaving. By the way, so it was <laughs> for the last time ever that you get the shield because Dean Ambrose is leaving. Other than the shield that you saw on Raw, um, the, but that will be the last time ever because Dean Ambrose is leaving. So, guy, we we might be back next week. Um, you're not leaving, are you? Um, my this con- isn't for the last time ever because you're leaving. My contract is up, Andy. It's a, I may resign the day after. <laughs> Turn heel do we, on you. Do, do you have? Do we put? Uh, do we 
do you have like a real name, an alternative name that we can put out there that you is leaving? Guy Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> Guy Moxley, aka Guy Drinkle, is leaving. So for the last time ever, because you're leaving. Oh dear me. <laughs> yeah, we might be back next week, might we? Uh, we'll see how uh, yeah. TV and things yeah. go and see if there's may any have major a, talking may have points. We play with the WrestleMania card, which kind of falling into place quite nicely. But we might have a a wee fantasy play with it, might we? Yeah, we. we I, I tell you what, that sounds like a really good idea. We can we can do a bit of um, fantasy WrestleMania, uh, and we'll see if we can ru- rustle up a special guest so that we can uh, we can get together for the last time ever because Dean Ambrose is leaving. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, if you want to get in contact with us uh, on Twitter, at PW underscore index is our Twitter handle. Do contact us there. Send us a few of your suggestions for your, uh, your fantasy WrestleMania card uh, with this current roster, who you'd really like to see, um, or even what you think might happen. Uh, but yeah, I... I what the hell? Let's do it. We'll be back next week, myself and Guy. Not for the last time ever, because we're not leaving, though Dean Ambrose is leaving. We'll do a bit of fantasy WrestleMania next week. But until then, from episode 120 of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on uh, the AI Podcast channel, it is Bobano. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.